Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is Season 5, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four ill-behaved apparitions who are playing a very long movie-watching game and letting food pass right through us. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording, as I always do, from Koreatown in Los Angeles, from North Koreatown in Los Angeles. I'm joined today by at Anthony Lopez Part 2. He's in Southeast Portland, and uh, he, he told you he was a good dancer. It's Anthony Lopez. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your mama and her bridge playing friends. Cameos, ladies and gentlemen. Watch the of... YouTube live feed. There's going to be so many cameos in the first episode. <laughs> so you're not going to believe it. You guys. Clint Eastwood just did that thing. We had him in for just one second to play yeah. Anthony. Oh, yeah. look, it's C-3PO. Cameo. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Cameo. Look at that. A lot of Look cameos. At that. Also joining us, he's the co-host of the podcast Old Gamers Almanac. He's from the woods of Brooklyn. Yeah. It's his party, and he'll die if he wants to. It's Hunter Donaldson. I am just Mel Gibson, and I'm so famous and hot right now that I don't have to say anything, and I could just be there for a second. That aged yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One of three... 90s cringes and you're always going to get a 90s yeah. cringe you can't avoid them entirely oh, absolutely. that was one of the three in this movie also joining us from northern california he's got his whole miserable life ahead of him it's ezra fox <laughs> oh oh you lost everyone too alex yeah it's just you and me oh ezra it was so powerful we lost him Wait, weird. What happened? Ezra, your bit was so powerful and non-committal that Zencaster <laughs> was like, you know what? We got to cancel this. Boom. What happened? Oh, okay. That's a good one. I'm a Ezra one guy myself. I think the series kind of lost its luster. <laughs> if four. I didn't watch errors one through three, will I understand error four? Oh, no, absolutely not. All right, we're cleared of errors, and we're back. It's uh, Before we start the show, though, I want to thank all of our fabulous Meat Buddies. And today, I would especially like to send a shout-out to Margaret, who's been a Meat Buddy since 2016, and who emailed us this week Ooh. and said, the ongoing discussion of people not seeing the Patreon messages reminded me that I, too, forgot about Patreon <laughs> messages. Oh, My God. email address was broken, and it has been quite the digital odyssey to get back in. But now that I have... I've gone through all of my memberships and removed a few, but I kept read it and weep. So your admon admonitions did not check to see if you were still. Okay. I, your admonitions you. to not check and see if you're still supporting were not necessary in my case. I so, feel like wow. I have to ask, do we have anyone who is intentionally supporting us? Like at this point. So Margaret now. Yeah. <laughs> not previously, one. but now they've re-upped the, emotionally. They've been donating since 2016 and on purpose oh since God. at least this week. Hell yeah! Thank you. I mean, look, I don't. I'm not purposefully supporting half the streaming services that I I have. You know, yeah. like you don't have to be there emotionally to continue to financially support. That's the important thing. <laughs> that's yeah. not the tagline. You don't have to be there <laughs> <laughs> after no refunds. That's our small print. Um, all right, and now uh, before we talk about the movie, uh, it's everybody's favorite segment. Segment one: the news few little quick things I want to talk about. First of all, this is old news by now, but we do have to quickly address Mario voice. Oh, right. This came up right mm. after our show last week. 
And I have not been like, I have not super been following this, but Hunter was like really excited about this trailer. And so when the trailer dropped, I watched it. It looks and, pretty uh, good. It, it actually looks like an okay. I mean, it looks very Illumination, yeah. which does not mean that it's yeah. going to be great. But it, I thought it looked all right as a movie. Well, I like to think that it's going to be Illumination, but Miyamoto is going to be there with like a ruler and he's going to slap anytime someone tries to do like an annoying needle drop or a throat joke. Yeah. She's a very hopefully. stern Japanese man who's like, I invented fun. I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone has can, can, can comfortably say that they have provided fun to the most number of people in a lifetime, it's got to be. It's got to be the Nintendo people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Miyamoto in particular seems to yeah. be like, you know, he was a big part of the presentation. He's talked about how much he's like overseeing all of this. And the guy's got a, a pretty good track record with things that are fun and enjoyable. So I very I trust impressive. Um, the movie looks fine. Uh, Jack Black especially seems fun. But the best part was yeah. uh, uh, the voice that w- we were all looking forward to that no one had heard before. The Chris Pratt promised. You've never heard anything like this. Never before. heard mm. anything like this, he said. <laughs> and then it sounded like he was 80% trying to do his normal voice. Like yeah, it yeah. wasn't even, it was like low effort, normal voice. Like it wasn't, there's not even a hint that's like, okay, he, I can see why he thinks he's doing something. There was nothing differentiating it from yeah. every other time well, that man this has is spoken. Like, this is like Blue Steel versus like the other looks, right? For, uh, for Zoolander. Mm, Zoolander where it's like yeah. All, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? It's yeah, it's thing. just well, he, I mean, he was making a maybe maybe that's what he meant. He was like, I was wearing a totally different outfit while I did the voice acting for this episode. I've yeah, never I've never worn the, that recording for a movie before. You got to hear Charlie Charlie Day's Luigi to really understand what they're going for. Because I imagine uh, as yeah, brothers, symbiosis, they're yeah. going to be working on a voice together. I imagine they'll complement each other. Um, yeah. That's true. Reflect, you know, their upbringing. Because you have to remember the thing about Mario's accent is like. Technically, he was born on Earth, but, you know, had they had a misadventure (laughs) when he was a baby, some storks accidentally dropped him off on Mushroom Kingdom, a nice Yoshi got to his parents. So he, you know, he spent a little bit of formative time in the Mushroom Kingdom when he was very young. Right. And then went back to New Donk City. We all know he's from. Right, um, right, which is where he then, learned to plum, and he got his yeah. uh, where, where classic he Italian plum, accent. Yes. Well, he also, he you know, that's also where he got his medical degree, his love <laughs> oh, for right. race go coding. Yeah. Um, he he became a soccer player, for, about tennis, tennis player for yeah, a little of course, bit. Tennis is one of his best um, things. He's like, you can't, he, you can't stop that serve if he does it right. Yeah, I mean, the thing Mario is a real, you know, iconoclast. He's a real rock and tour. You know, yeah, he's a yeah. Renaissance man. He is. Um, he, loves he can do party. anything. Yeah, he loves the he loves a party. I would say the one thing I've not actually seen him do is plum. Like, yeah. do we wait, ever wait, see him in that body into? Uh, yeah, he pipes. goes what down pipes. Do, he dives into a pipe. Does he clear it out? Does he does he fix it? Does he adjust a U joint or a ball field? Does he does he add never does anything No, no. I don't know about your plumbers, but mine stick their whole bodies in all the tubes. And and they come out miles uh, away. Oh, the the problem in my toilet was the dinosaurs. So he got them out. Yeah, he yeah. cleared them out. Oh, there were all those. And, it was the problem was the turtles and the lava. Fortunately, he took care of all that. And you know the thing about Chris Pratt, I think everyone's you know having fun making fun of him, and I think he probably deserves it. But a hundred percent, I also have you know, sympathy for him because it's like, do you know how people talk about like 
oh, I gotta, I gotta play, you know, Macbeth after this great actor already did it, uh-huh. or like the way the modern Jokers are always so stressed out because they have to follow mm, the last yeah. great Joker. You know, mm. Chris Pratt <laughs> so has many good to follow the last the great Joker. Yeah. Even, what do you even add Pratt to it anymore? Chris has to follow the two, you know, three iconic Mario performances. You know, you have Charles Monette, who's uh-huh. been doing the voice of Mario for 20 years. You have the And was available, I think, and yeah. had, the, had the calendar free, could have done it. Absolutely, yeah. very well, available. He, I'm sure he's going to show up in the movie at some point. Yeah, he's, I think have, he yeah, he'll get a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but, yeah, sure. Uh, Just a little cameo instead of letting him do the voice that he's good at that we all know and would recognize for the thing that we then, love. Well his, well, his voice is like, you know, fairly offensive Italian gibberish and you, baby speak. Want, it's not you really... want two hours of that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Look, look, I, as... I absolutely would. Okay, here's my take on this whole this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi already have voices that we know. Mm-hmm. Just put them in the movie, and it's yeah. an hour and a half of them doing the thing they already do. All the other characters can provide the rest of the story and stuff. I just want to watch them jump around and say "Wahoo." You know what I don't need from Mario is a goddamn monologue. I want yeah, him no, to say, here we go, and that's okay. it. And then just yeah. have him go. He's, He's a strong, points. silent type. I, I think Anthony he... was building to his two other beats, though. I want to know who are the other two iconic Marios, though, Anthony. Well, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So what are the other two iconic Marios? Well, obviously... Who? Who played Mario on the TV show in the ni- 80s mm-hmm. and 90s. And then number three would be Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Right. So you have a and the thing is, I, it's it's like the jokester where it is fun to see different people doing interpretations of the same character. You know, I think the the, you know, like Nicholson, the Heath to, you know, Joaquin, it will be similar from like Charles Monet to Bob Hoskins, the Chris Pratt. It's just fun to see different actors inhabit this character we all know and love so much can i can i just say okay so look there's not a lot of communities i obviously can't speak for the whole community here but as an an italian american person Mm -hmm. i feel like we could have handled it i don't know that look i i appreciate that we're trying to be sensitive about accents i my understanding was Italians would be okay with it because the uh, like there's so many Italian accents that are like like most of the time the only thing Italian you see is mobs it's mobsters and that is way worse this is a hero this is this is he should be the leader of he we should have his day instead of Columbus Day we should swap a bad Italian for a good Italian it should have been Mario Day last week like I think we can handle if we just have like a fun-loving plumber who defeats dinosaurs and goes wahoo. I think we'll be okay. I can't speak for everybody, but if I get a vote, I'm voting. We're fine. Let let him do it. To, just yeah. to clarify, real quick, Alex, do you think that he defeats Yoshi when he rides on him? Because that's the only dinosaur. The other ones, he like those are like turtle things. Well, right. I guess I'm thinking Bowser's like a turtle dinosaur. He's like a spiky. T- yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, he's the king of the Koopas. Put some goddamn right, respect he's a on his name. Right, he's a Koopa, him, right? for sure. He's a Koopa. Um, I guess dinosaurs are right. He defeats Koopas. There is a T-Rex that he takes over in the new yes, Switch game, does, which is pretty yeah, rad. Yeah. Body snatched that. Uh, that yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he defeats that dinosaur so thoroughly. He, he he makes the dinosaur do embarrassing physical poses <laughs> from inside his body. I mean, yeah. you can't defeat anybody more thoroughly than that. Yeah. I mean, and what you have to remember, Super Mario World does take place in Dinosaur Island. So, like, there is definitely, you know, dinosaurs in the Mushroom Kingdom. And and he doesn't have to defeat Yoshi because they're good friends. Just just friends, though. 
Just well, good I mean, the type of friend that like you might throw into a ditch to get a few extra feet of, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, thing, if, just... if we're jumping together and I need six inches more, I'll jump off him. Also, wait, yeah, Yoshi runs back. away hurriedly anytime Mario gets off for a second. Yeah, that's also true. Friendship. It does sort of feel like maybe you're like holding Yoshi hostage. Also, well, Yoshi's he's... not like one guy. Like that's just like what the name yeah. of the whole species like is. Blue Man group. Multiple. Yeah. I mean, oh it's wait, really? Yoshi. I didn't realize the yeah. other ones are. They're all Yoshi. There was Yoshi, the and down. then like they're blue Yoshi, Yoshi, pink Yoshi. I thought it was oh, Yoshi no, was no, the no. Yoshi. There, there's there. That's just what they're all called. It's an army of Yoshi's that Mario utilizes. So he just called like he's got a horse and he named it Horse, and it's his friend, the horse. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all his friend, you know, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel I mean, he does punch them in the back of the head to get their tongue to come out, which is a little rude, I think. Um, I, it's but so also, you know, you got to remember, what kind Mario... of dinosaur eats apples? Yeah, Super Mario Brothers 3 was a stage play, right, within the canon of the games itself. So Mario already has a long history of being, like, a actor you know he's acting within huh. the universe so i'm i'm excited i think this movie i don't think illumination has the best track record um they make hits but, they're just not enjoyable for me yeah i mean i really like the first despicable me i haven't seen much beyond that um but yeah i do think with like nintendo's oversight and if this is a big hit nintendo's also recently started their own animation production studio so if this is a big hit, they will probably move all the animation stuff in-house after this. Right. I can definitely I see there being see. a series of these. I can also see it's going to be a Tetris musical or some shit. I'm sure there's going to yeah. be. I mean, more... Nintendo doesn't own Tetris, but I mean... no, they don't. No, well, they they don't own, we all own Tetris. No, uh, 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 I, I think by the guy, the guy owns yeah. it. Petrikov well, or whatever. Alexei. Yeah, well, I, I think he. Hmm. It's, it's my understanding is that I think like you know like the the Russian state owned Tetris for a while. Um, oh, no, no. They, yeah, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't allowed to make any of, money. They, off okay, of so it. they yeah. will make, but they will make like a Zelda movie, right? Or at least like an Ocarina jazz band or something. A Zelda show might be cool. A Metroid movie would be pretty sweet. Pikmin, it would be a really good uh, basis for a thing. Star Fox, it's got a cool oh, universe. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good animation stuff Nintendo could be doing. I want to die. I, I would also probably watch a Wave Race movie for my 64 heads out there. F Zero. Yeah. I hate. I hate this. Yeah. Uh, can, I hope it fails. <laughs> Nobody go see it. I just. I feel like Nintendo is in such a weird phase right now of just like spending money on frivolous, silly things. Uh, and I just feel like every every Nintendo success era is followed by like many poor business decisions and we yeah. this mario movie is like the flag that they are flying of our bad business decisions so, well like, i mean i think the thing that like sucks about nintendo kind of their current thing is that like i understand what they're doing because in a world of more and more consolidation they have to make sure they stay independent so they mm -hmm. need more success and income from these things too um, you know, stick around. I and mean, people don't know how old of a company Nintendo is. Nintendo is well right. over a hundred years old. They yeah. uh have done cards. a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, they started as a playing code company. Um, and you know, they have you think anyone's at the company still that's like, we need to get back to our roots. Why aren't we selling more playing cards? Do you they think still anybody's do trying make to get playing cards? They that's a still a profitable <laughs> division for them. <laughs> It's, um, okay, so is somebody's in charge, and they're like, "Look, this is not the glamorous division, yeah, but this is where the real magic happens." This, I'm the yeah. reason Nintendo exists. 
We are the, this is the center pillar that keeps the whole company going. I love you that. Know? Okay, so we're going to move on from this, but it sounds like Hunter what you're saying is you are when when Anthony flies to Los Angeles to come with me to the Mario, the Mario Universal premiere. Studios experience as soon as it opens, you're not going to join us? Oh, I'm obviously going to be there, of course. Okay, good. Good. And I and I and I want it to succeed in a like rooting for the home team kind of want but I fear that we're just in a, a period of strange decisions for uh, Nintendo. Well, these were actually the, good. They'll I would blow say... up all of their success, and then in five years they'll start. They'll come up with a really good idea. That this is this is how they've yeah. done it since I was born. Is they yes, make Mario? Stuff and then the they Mario movie is stuff. good. I would enjoy this the way I th- kids who read comic books like Marvel. I think I would feel I have a deep love for these things. From mm. my childhood, and I've been mostly checked out from it for a while. Although I did recently finally get to play Mario Hat on the Switch, and it was a gosh darn delight every moment. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Until you beat it, and then they're like, "Hey, now there's a harder level that's impossible and is wildly disproportionate to the rest of what you've been doing." Well, and you then can, you can st- spend six I mean, hours running, but you can just not do it. Everyone decides when you're done with a Mario game. Yeah, you know, exactly. I like that level. Of, I like uh, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I would enjoy this trend to see if it worked. Okay, we do have to move on. Also, one last pitch. I want to say if you're not watching us on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Alex Falcone, Anthony is purple and Ezra is eating the fattest sandwich I've ever seen. This is a wild yeah. visual recording today. You're missing out if you're only hearing us. <laughs> Uh, you can check us out on YouTube every week. All right, we're going to talk about a movie. We'll be right back. It's time for segment two, The Game. This week, well, at first, as you know, as you know, we're playing a year-long movie-watching game now in its 10th month. It's a standard tabletop game format <laughs> where you're trying to get someone to watch a movie. Uh, that you told them you're trying to get them to watch and you you just only get to move through one kevin bacon each time and uh you guys get it so this week it was anthony's choice and we are watching casper the 1995 american supernatural comedy drama film directed by brad silberling in his feature film directorial debut based on the harvey comics cartoon character casper the friendly mattress um, so ghost Casper the friendly ghost uh, it was written by Sherry Stoner and Deanna Oliver but it has apparently an uncredited rewrite by J.J. Abrams Whoa. which I think mm. you really feel the uh, the J.J. Oh, yeah. Abrams on this oh, um, very there uh, starring Christina Ricci Bill Pullman Eric Idle Brad Garrett Kathy Moriarty very importantly for our purposes mm-hmm. who's also in but I'm a cheerleader and featuring cameos from Dan Aykroyd Clint Eastwood Rodney Dangerfield Mel Gibson and the Crypt Keeper <laughs> oh yeah um also uh one very small part but a memorable part to kids especially the the girls my age when this movie came out was uh devon sawa oh yeah a lot of girls we knew stand devon sawa which is especially yeah. funny because devon sawa was stan yeah he was the stan in the ah, eminem music video he's he's the original stan, yeah the perfect perfect stan you can stand stan if you wanted yeah, this was a very weird experience um, watching this with my wife because, like, Devin Sawa and Christina Ricci were both very formative in terms of, like, us being children and having crushes. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, a little they, something for both of us. We are the same age as the actors about. in this movie, so it was perfect for yeah. us at the time. But then we've gotten older and they've stayed the same, and it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. The fun yeah. Thing I mean, I Devin... do still love anytime I see Christina Ricci pop up in something like Yellow Jackets uh, last year. I was just like, man, I love this girl. She's so yeah, great. She's fun. She's so funny. 
the um, reason uh, the reason that Devin Sawa got cast was because when they did screen tests for like the who is the cast for uh, Christine Ricci was like got like all like kind of like flushed and like giggly basically and like um, and the oh. director was like that's the one. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. It's got to be insulting for the boy who plays the voice of Caspo to not get the. Look, there's plenty of people of in Casper. Hollywood, and you like who are like, "Look, I'm just the voice." There's another. There's a body for them. You, you get used to it, probably. Yeah, it's a little rude, though. I think. I'm sure it's. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit rude. But uh, maybe he was an uggo. I didn't see him. Who is he? Malachi. I, I don't know. Somebody didn't really do much. I think this is all he this. did, really. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it's the only thing he did, but I think. I think this is pretty much. I, mean, it. I think he, he got to voice act. a lot more Casper stuff. So like he got he, right. He yeah, got the, the universe extended on. Um, he had unfinished business after this, so he got to <laughs> keep doing that. Ah. <laughs> um, so this was Anthony's pick. Anthony, mm-hmm. why did we watch Casper this week? Well, we're going into October. It is. I have. We're going into it. We're in October, so we're deep spooky in. and fun. Uh, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I I have been. Every round we pick at random, and I have never won so many first things in my entire life. <laughs> and I thought it would be impossible, impossible yes. for me to have been picked again. So I didn't even think about what I was picking. So I, I was found really fast. I wanted to move um, through um Kathy Moriarty and I was I thought about doing Raging Bull but I thought that'd be a little bit of a bummer a good movie but not very spooky unless you consider like toxic male traits spooky which they they are they really are but I wanted to go with something a little bit more fun and I thought this would be cool to do and I'd been interested in reviewing this um just because I remember, I remember liking this movie a lot when I was younger. I was just the right age for this, and it's kind of yeah. cool. You know, we've been talking about recently watching things and sort of like effects that didn't hold up very well. And I remember this one looking really good, and it was this kind of the, amazing the first watching this CGI main character in the film. Yeah, history. how how well this movie holds up visually. From a 1995 film. I mean, this, like is, what, this is what I want from CG yeah. is for them to do things they're good at instead of things they're bad at. It's like yeah. the Terminator water effect is like, that's one a thing we can do with computers every time. A beautiful owl? We're not that good at that. That's hard. Yeah. That looks bad. Like, these will hold up Wait. because he looks like the cartoon character he's supposed that's to look stuff like. Stuff that even was like... Must have been a pain in that and in that in the ass to figure out on set, like Casper interacting with objects and the ghost interacting with objects. Yeah, um, it was. Well, just so very this cool had a very things that like so hold up. It's really a lot well. like it's a lot like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which also holds up brilliantly well. Yeah, it has the it's the same kind of effects where somebody's interacting with a cartoon, and the cartoons in this had a very Looney Tunes vibe to them. They yeah. did Looney Tunes gags. They had sort of Looney Tunes writing. Uh, so it's it, it reminded me a lot of that. A less important who from yeah, Roger and Rabbit. They're very stylized, so yeah. they hold up that way as well. Rather than if they were going for like a more like sort of realistic or you know a more grounded look for the characters, they probably totally. wouldn't hold up as well. But yeah, I and you know sitting down to watch this last night, it's fun and breezy. It yeah. made me really wish I got to the point of being like a Hollywood. Well, like a film industry legend that I can just do silly kids movies because they seem like they're fun to shoot. You get to sit in like a funny chair and have them spray like shaving cream on your face. It yeah, seems like fun. a fun time. Oh, that's a great like a fun I way love to that make gag. money. Uh, it's just to be in a silly movie like this when 
no one's really taking it seriously. No one's yelling at you. Yeah, um, I feel we're like going to have fun. I feel like uh, Eric Idle and Kathy Moriarty had a good time together. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like probably the, the voice cast had a good time with Brad Garrett in there. Probably had a fun time being those voices. Um, Bill Pullman is like already a cartoon character somehow despite having meat on his mm. bones um he had a good time i what a fun movie this would have been to be in yeah um all right so for those of you who have not seen who do not have such a formative experience with the 1995 film casper allow me to summarize for you in my patented six point micro summary although i already spoiled the joke of six so it's really just five points okay so a bad lady and her lawyer inherit a haunted matte painting of a house that they may or may not, uh, they may or may not be full of treasure. So they, but it's also full of ghosts. So they call in a ghost whisperer and his lone, loner daughter who move in to meet three mean ghosts, three, would you, you call them toxic masculinity ghosts, Anthony? Yeah, three, Absolutely. Two, three, three crappy ghosts. And then one just sweet, horny teenage boy ghost named Casper who just one wants a girlfriend so bad. Oh my God, he's he wants, so horny. He's he so is, horny. He Casper. says, I want a friend. He wants a girlfriend so yeah, he, bad. He, he notably, he, he says he wants a friend. Yeah. Later, he sees like a like a kid, like a different kid than his his target girlfriend. Yeah. Doesn't want to be friends with that kid at all. Nope, in fact, no, not interested in any friend. He specifically <laughs> wants to be Christina Ricci's boyfriend. That's all he wants in the entire world. Um, this loner girl that he meets uh, volunteers the haunted house for her school Halloween dance. And then a popular boy briefly, she's all that's him or her, but then it doesn't matter. So that just disappears. Yeah. Um, but in the and meantime, she doesn't really volunteer as much. Yeah, as she like, does not. Forced you by another mean girl. Yeah. Takes a vote without even talking to her. Yes. Yeah. Vote that they have a party at her house without yes. seeing if it's chill. Uh, I want to come back to that class because that classroom was very funny to me. Um, they roasted the new girl so hard and the teacher just was down he just had a good time while yeah. they were roasting her to <laughs> her face fine. in the middle of class he was hey, so just, fine with it he's just you know lost in the clouds thinking about what am i going to wear to this halloween party giant <laughs> the costume i think so. i'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear oven mitts for my <laughs> we also have to talk about halloween costumes okay um in the meantime loner girl finds cast finds out that casper's dad was a great steampunk inventor and he made oh, yeah. a roller coaster submarine that brings people back from the dead but for some reason, he only made a single jar of magic red. This thing is so wild and so revitalization yeah. fuel. No, no, like, like if we can break it down for a second. Right? Yes, so, please. Th so this inventor, right, uh -huh. like, was hanging out with his his dead son for a while. Yes. Um, he invents the whole working machine. Yes. Okay. He, I guess, then gets committed to insane asylum, but still According gets the newspaper we see of that briefly. happening in yes. his workshop. Right. So somebody yeah. delivered the newspaper about this after he'd been removed. But well, also, he delivers the paper. He oh, goes right, and gets right. a bunch of papers. Good at hitting papers. And, yeah. Right. Okay. That's one of his okay. things. He gets but a local also, paper. It's part of an Airbnb. You get a so you get a free paper. I guess he gets committed, and then the dad presumably dies, mm -hmm. but he does not become a ghost because he, he's totally fine with the fact he never brought his son back to life. I mean, yeah. the, the unfinished business wow. idea in this is real flimsy because later, well, I'll, I'll talk about her in the summary, but the bad lady, her specific <laughs> business is to die and then take go in, like get into the safe and then take the machine and then become alive again. But when she dies, she's like, I don't have any unfinished business. Like she had literally a checklist plan. Her business yeah. could not have been clearer. So yeah, why was dad unfinished? He had a machine that he'd spent his whole life making and a kid just who had to, forgot to turn it on. Forgot, forgot to run it. 
also he forgot to write down the recipe for the red revivification. Yeah, with like goo, the goo stuff. He invented goo. He had one canister and just didn't bother to tell anybody what it was made of. Um, well, so everyone the, the has to reason fight for is, it. you know, he figured out how to bring people back to life, but he wasn't sure if they would come back wearing their clothes or be naked, and he really didn't want to see his boy naked. He thought it would be too mm. weird, so he never turned yeah. it on. But luckily, it's as weird. we know from Bill Pullman's death, you come out fully dressed. Fully clothed. Yeah. Nice. Huge relief. Your clothes yeah. Yeah. print on your soul. Everyone knows this. Yeah. yeah. It's very and confusing. Unfortunately, not bloody, because also he died kind of gruesomely. Bill Pullman. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. People just really start dying towards the end of this movie. The yeah, second a lot of, there's a, lot a of resurrection spell, alive themselves. Um, everyone kind of starts dying. Well, there's an interesting question early on. I to, There was to me, where because I'd forgotten some parts of this movie, but early on, the ghosts are like, like physically hurting them and throwing swords at him. And I was like, can they just kill? Can these <laughs> ghosts just kill and then the answer later is a hundred percent unequivocally yes no problem oh yeah ghosts can just in a man's head around well he He seemed like he was fine (laughs) that was also (laughs) unclear how did they do that to him did he get it back did he the the chill italian priest that guy that guy's so funny in the whole movie so he's that's a recurring character from snl yes that's another cameo right that's another oh i didn't realize that okay i knew he was a long time actor doing a cameo but i didn't realize yeah, he's, that's funny yeah they run through all the like ghost characters they can think of and then they also just got clint eastwood and no we, okay we got reason. it we have to give credit though that the ghostbuster cameo with dan Aykroyd, but wearing ghostbuster gear with all the logos removed so that they didn't have to pay for rights of anything i suppose is so funny like to have the actual Dan Aykroyd with the backpack playing a ghost Ghostbuster who says who are you gonna call someone else that is yeah. extremely Dan good. Said that's that was canon very, also. What is Dan Aykroyd said that was canon for Ghostbusters also. I love yeah. that. That's so good. I don't know well, if he's he, in charge of that, but I love it. Well, you know the thing with like Dan Aykroyd is that he like legitimately really believes in ghosts. Like he's a real big paranormal. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Time for our story time with Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, tell me about Dan Aykroyd's love of ghosts. Well, I mean, so like Dan Aykroyd's father was like a like a ghost expert and ghost hunter, and Dan Aykroyd like got that from him. And like, it's a thing that like runs through a lot of his work. That's why he has like the Crystal Skull Vodka Company because he's a big believer mm-hmm. in aliens and the paranormal. Yeah. Not even just ghosts. Like, he also has to be involved in the UFO community as well. Yeah. Wait, okay, wait, 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 like, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Which okay, but aliens and ghosts, which of those have to do with vodka? Uh, he has a vodka skull. company that comes skull. in a crystal skull, right? It's in a skull, which yeah. is neither an alien nor a ghost. No, it's like some no. alien thing. No, skull is an alien thing, yes. Yeah. People who believe that that's why they, like there was that Indiana Jones movie that was also yeah. in reference to the crystal skull thing. I don't I know, I, really, I, I thought it was just a skull mythology. made out of crystal. Yes. I thought it was just a well, glass no, bottle. Here's the thing, um. They're not supposed to be made out of crystal, so when we find one made out of crystal, it's a little weird, right? <laughs> well, that's um, fair. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But yeah, so like Dan Aykroyd, like you know, if you look at like read a history about like his original Ghostbusters script was apparently wild and like very realistic, and his like his love for the supernatural that he then through Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman they shaped into the Ghostbusters that we know it today. But like, yeah, Dan Aykroyd is just like a. You know, very good comedy writer, very funny actor, yeah. and a dude who hella believes in ghosts. I love that. And okay, well, that's, like, that's good information. 
Yeah, it's just and funny just, to see him like coming in and doing a little cameo because a little joke, joke. You talk to him about ghosts, he'll be there. He was probably on the set, being like, you know, ghosts <laughs> can really do this in real life. You know. Uh, All right, so so the loner girl is just about to use the final jar of magic red goo to bring Casper back from the dead. But right before she can goo herself a boyfriend, the bad lady breaks in and steals it and then decides to unalive herself so she can float through the treasure vault wall as a ghost. And then her plan, her business, one might say, is to then realive herself using the goo. Um, But her lawyer is mad, and so he doesn't run the goo machine and then she gets tricked into saying she has no business even though everybody in that room knew exactly what business she had and what state of finished it was and that it was not all the way finished but they just like all forget and like ha got you and so she disappears but before she does she proves a ghost can kill you she just grabs her lawyer hucks him into the sea she just unalives her lawyer we never heard a thump splash or saw the body so i think he's fine and we didn't see a ghost most yeah. importantly, it's no true. Ghost. We didn't see a ghost for him, um, but we know. We, we know. <laughs> it's well, like Scar at the end of Lion King. Like, we know. Here's my Scar, question. Scar's fine. Here's my. I have no, a question. Not. Um, is is Casper her younger brother? The lawyer? No, the the bad lady, the Moyote. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, because the bad lady. She gets the no. house inherited to her from her father. Oh, was her father the mad? Because her father wasn't Wait. the mad. Was her yeah. grandfather no, the mad? Her father scientist? was not the mad scientist because well, so there is some weird age stuff with like the the timeline because all of the Casper stuff suggests like eighteen nineties, like to like yeah. turn of the century, maybe nineteen hundred. But his favorite baseball player that he has a baseball autographed by was born in 25 and played baseball in the 50s. So like that doesn't and that could just be like they were wrong about what baseball player they picked. But like it it really is unclear what era this is, but it seems way, way back. So she would be. Great, great aunt or something. But yeah, she is. I mean, did someone else come in and buy the house and then just sat on it thinking like, oh, I'll get to that eventually. I'll fix it up and sell this it. This is a good question. Yeah. Uh, where did the other three ghosts? Why are they haunting it? Are they we related never to hear it. So I think he calls them uncles, but we don't know if they are. And they're so mean to him. It's hard to believe they're actually family. And also, we don't know. We never get to the bottom of their well, unfinished business. That's it a seems very like- privileged view of family, Alex. To me, it's a very realistic family. <laughs> yeah, it seems, seems yeah, exactly on the money. money. Well, yeah. that's fair. But maybe after you die, you don't have to put up with that shit anymore, I would think. Mm. Well, I mean, if you all have unfinished business, apparently. You In do. the yeah. same house? But they can leave. They went to, like, Kentucky to watch a horse race. You can just go. That's true. Yeah. You can just go wherever. They go to the bar wherever you, whenever yeah. they want. They yeah, have so a good Casper time. could just live in some other house without this guy. Because it's not like he's attached to his stuff. He only discovers the attic on accident when, when Loner Girl shows so up to I him. I think the thing that happens, though, I mean, it does not matter. But if you're going to give like the movie credit, um, ghosts start forgetting their unfinished, unfinished business, basically. So like, they, yeah. they, so they, they have, have unfinished it, but business, but they forget everything. So they don't, they don't know what it is. Yeah. But Uh-oh. if they say out loud they have none, <laughs> then poof. on. Yeah. Well, that's a well, weird we had trick. to get the movie over, Alex. Well, that's- it's mm. also weird because you do immediately forget everything from your life. Like her dad does not when when he gets on a live, which I'll tell you in a second, they he forgets everything right away. But then if you just like show Casper your the attic, he's like a hundred years later, he's like, Oh, I remember what being alive was, and then yeah. he just remembers everything. Yeah, so, that yeah. weird, yeah. man. 
memory is weird. Okay, anyway, point number five. Uh, loner girl's dad uh, gets becomes good friends with the ghosts and then gets really drunk and unalives himself on accident while they are trying to unalive him on purpose. And then Casper, in a fit of selflessness, agrees to realive his girlfriend's dad instead of himself. And then the ghost whisperer's wife floats down from heaven or up from hell, unclear. And she was all in Casper want what? She was just all in red. Just saying. She was dressed in red, which is not a heavenly color. If she, no, it's not a very angel dress she was wearing. Right. Um, Absolutely. So she floats up from hell and then offers to give Casper one wish, but in the crappiest form. He gets one hour of 20 minutes. It's not that even clear. He gets like wild. 20 minutes yeah. of being alive. That is pretty uncool. Well, maybe she my, doesn't have like, that much demon power. I mean, yeah. she has just enough time to go tell her uh, her widower uh, to chill about his their daughter's swimsuit behavior. Um, mm. And then he turns back into everyone turns back into a ghost and disappears and except the ghost scare all the children away and end the party in a pretty fantastic note. That's all. That's the movie. That's the yeah. movie. Then they do the rock version of the classic theme song, which was all the rage in the nineties. Yeah. They do uh, love yeah. every, all the characters kick off a rock song all of a sudden. Mm, Did any true. of you guys use my first question? Did any of you ever see the, any of the original Casper stuff? I mean, no. I definitely feel like I've seen it on like old, like um, when they would air like old cartoons at different points, I never like watched it religiously, but I have definitely seen old Casper cartoons before. I never saw any of it. Um, and you saw this as a kid and you liked it, Anthony. As did this mean, mean something to you at thirteen? Uh, so I guess 10, ten. Um, when when I saw this, so yeah, I, 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 I would have been I mean, eight, seven or eight okay. when this came out. Yeah, so. I, I, yeah I, I think I this this was a fun one. I feel like like I um. I mean, I'm sure I saw it with like the whole family at the time, and like my dad like really like loved like all the the like CG stuff. And I think like was impressed oh, course, yeah. by this stuff for sure. Um, but but I, I don't know I thought it was like it was sweet and good hearted. Um, like I remember I remember liking it generally. Um, having having good thoughts going back into it. Hunter, what about you? I'm I'm getting a slightly skeptical vibe from you about this. Oh film. no, I I uh, I liked it a lot when I was a when I was a kid, but I was like five when I saw this. What mm. I liked about it was that uh, I it was the first thing I ever saw Eric Idle in. And oh, then yeah, later, when I started watching Monty Python stuff, I was like, oh, I already know who that guy is. And then for some reason, based off that, I was like, oh, he must be my favorite. But then I actually <laughs> don't even think I like any of his sketches or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's funny in this. Movie. He does a lot of the songs. Mm. I loved it as a, a, lot of a kid, and I loved it last night as well. I had—I right. don't know if it held up as well for you guys, but I had mm. just a delightful time, almost from beginning to end. Like the opening, one of those early scenes where they're doing the, the reading the will, and they're reading all of the charities her rich dad donated to. Yeah, that was funny, including the Patagonian Wasp Salvation Fund, yeah. the yeah. Dyslexic Dalmatians Fund. <laughs> Like yeah. just the type of writing you really need a very dry former Nixon speechwriter uh, to come in. <laughs> oh, I and forgot say to mention Ben Stein as a cameo in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you really need somebody who's just super dry and dull and wants people to try to win his money. Um, yeah, to come in and deliver that monologue so well. I did enjoy um, Ben Stein's money because he got real mad if you actually won his money. Well, yeah, it's yeah, his. It wasn't even his money. 
It was his money. It was his money. Yeah. It was like, that's, that's the whole rule. Well, so the the way it worked was it was the prize budget was given to him if they didn't win it. So it wasn't like coming Uh, out of his bank account, but it was his money. Like when he lost, he lost something he felt like. So there was one episode I remember seeing where he lost and he like destroyed the fake wooden safe that had all the money in it because he was really mad. He just like kicked it really hard and it was wood. (laughs) And so it just shattered. Mm. Anyway, that's funny. Probably don't oh. agree with Ben Stein on many things, but I do like him in dry movies, and I no, did like he, the uh, show where he lost money. In particular, Ben Stein money. in the last few years has really gone gone out of his fucking mind. It makes um, sense. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a great little cameo well, in it's here. Well, the, the curse of Jimmy Kimmel's co-host. Jimmy Kimmel seems okay, <laughs> but all of his co-hosts <laughs> siphon off all any crazy, maybe problematic oh issues from Jimmy themselves. Whoa, what, a, what if and then, like Jimmy Kimmel wants to be crazy? And anytime he feels it bubbling up, he brings in a co-host yeah, and then he like the passes crazy. it. Yeah, yeah, he like whispers his crazy thoughts. He drags yeah. it off and then doesn't have to do it. I like wow. that. Um, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's just the Green Goblin mask from Spider-Man, just in people's Adam <laughs> Carolla's closet yelling at him. <laughs> I loved it. I, I I love the design of this movie in that like '90s kids movie way. The like the design yeah. of this house is so ridiculous. This matte painting when they walk up, but then like the swirly floor that they used for a Backstreet Boys music video later. Like that, just the inside of the house is just so, yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. I loved the Dan Aykroyd joke. I liked the other cameos. Uh, I, I love Looney Tunes in real life. Like the end of the movie hmm. where the, he turns into a ghost and all the children like scream and go like, like Fred Flintstone feet. And then they like all yeah. leave as a yeah. group is like a perfect cartoon joke done by real people. Um, yeah, the and, only but, thing I didn't like is when they um, first introduced the Bill Pullman's character and the ghost of fighting him. Um, they refer to him as a doctor when they don't know he's a doctor yet. And then secondly, like it, they call him a California role. And it's also they don't know he's from California because they <laughs> just met him. So where are the ghosts getting all this information about the guy? It's really fucked up if you think they about it. They shouldn't know that much. Uh, I agree um, with that. Um but no, I, I, I have... yeah, I agreed. I do. It's fun, especially because you know Brad uh, Silberlein, who's only directed a few other things, but one of them was um, a series of unfortunate events. The movie, right? That. Yeah. it's kind of fun to see the way this one is very much like I would describe the look of this movie as like if Tim Burton and Chris Columbus um, had fucked and made a movie, baby. Um, mm-hmm. Is kind of what the style or, is of or that, perhaps. Just to alter that a little bit, if they worked together on a film, I think it also might be a similar yeah. outcome. No, I think you're right. I think you have to. I know. I think you have to make a movie, baby. Yeah. Look, right. it's not. A, a, but like, if, but if you're dedicated to your craft, like, I mean, why? Like, come on. But yeah, Obviously, and then like a series of unfortunate events is like full Tim Burton e. But this one felt very much like I don't know. It's kind of like this early Tim Burton. Chris Columbus and like the first few Harry Potter movies style. The house um, is is very Tim Burton in a way that I loved. Yeah, I I so this was a weird one because I actually watched this you know with both my kids. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah, and the weird thing I about ask this you is what like, death was. <laughs> uh, not this time. Uh, <laughs> no, th- but like there's stuff that's like that you kind of like blip through as you know like a, an adult who's watching something from the 90s um that you don't really in the same way where it's like it's like oh maybe casper shouldn't have just kissed her while she was asleep i was like yeah, guys right. do that like yeah. only kiss people yeah. who are awake and want to get kissed yeah. um alternately like 
They say the B word twice. And Caleb's like. Completely unnecessarily. <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, Why and, would uh, they do that in this yeah. movie? I, like that felt. It, it was so strange that it felt like they had decided that the movie would make no money if it was G <laughs> and they had to make it PG. And so they were like, just throw something in in post. Like have them say ADR, a swear word. We right. need to be PG. Get a swear in there. Wait, yeah. when do they. I don't remember. When did they. Twice back to back. Um, yeah, it was. Is reference- it Eric Idle talking about the bad lady? So it was both. So they had one where when she comes back, so it's one where she comes back. She's like the B word is back, right? Uh, oh yeah, she she reclaims it first, right? Right. And there's also she's a like time when her. like Eric Idle well, was like, I mean, I'm gonna get a dog, and I'm gonna like name her, name it after you, you because and it'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a weird choice. Um, there was also a a a. a, a a body shamey joke about Oprah. Oh yeah, there's a lot and yeah, a lot, all the stuff with yeah. the character. The, so the character uh, they named Fatso because they didn't want to spend the extra money to license the actual named character. Wait, um, there's a different name for the Casper Casper uncles? Yeah, so they, they I think they they did a lot of reworking of those characters uh, by name because they're like we have money to license just Casper. Um, wow. The other ones we're going to change mm-hmm. a bit. Man, I thought I understood licensing. I would have for sure thought those came as a package deal. I didn't realize you could just buy Casper separately and write your own Uncle Ghosts. I mean, I don't know how different they were. They, I mean, there were three, but yeah, the, the whatever ghostly trio. Uh, they I think changed a bit so that they would not have to uh, pay extra licensing fees. That's insane. That is yeah, really I mean, weird. It could I, be that a different writer created them, so he has the copyright on those characters, oh, not on Casper themselves. You know, it's also possible. I buy that. Could be a well, thing so, like that. Yeah, so Fatso, it's funny on the Wikipedia, they're like, Fatso, like, so Stinky is the character that is Stinky, and Fatso is known for being not very smart. And I like <laughs> that that is like a weird choice of a name for him if that's his main thing, whereas Stinky stinks, and that's his thing. Wow, that's wild. Well, I mean, he does send you a smellogram and makes you vomit <laughs> from his breath. It's a classic kid's joke. It's a very kid's joke. Yeah. Um, did they, okay, so, so there's some cringes, though. I want to hear it. I want to hear the end of this, though. Sorry. So did Caleb laugh at it? Yeah, there was definitely some laughs. I mean, did he want to like, kiss yes, Christina Ricci? Uh, what's that? <laughs> did he want to kiss Christina Ricci? No, it didn't seem like it. Uh, was not interesting. Actually, I, uh, I, want, I got actual recording of them doing a quick mm. review, if you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yes. Absolutely. All right. Play the tape. Uh, there's, I mean, it's maybe what you'd expect. Let's see. All right, guys. Something so- cool. Something cool. So you just saw Casper. What do you think about it? Um, I like it. It's a bit emotional. <laughs> Stop copying me. Stop copying me. Stop. 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 Well, loud. Boy, kids do love copying each other. Yeah. yeah, and they hate being copied. I That's it was emotional, and it was a little silly. I didn't like the swearing. It was all over. Stop. There you go. A little emotional. Didn't like the swearing. That's a good yeah. summary. Fucking poster. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stop copying me, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and they, I did another one with Caleb also, where he basically just said like, uh, you know, I would recommend it. I was like, okay, great for who? And he was like, uh, I was like, well, I was like, would you recommend it for friends? He's like, no. So, <laughs> for enemies? 
yeah, for enemies. Would, would you recommend it for them? For yeah. enemies, that uh, point, anyway, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is a movie, but I don't think it's like this is a thing that I have to see ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm going to crave it. But I might, did, he, yeah. did he wonder if any of your chairs in the house, if you pulled a lever, would fall down a flight of this stairs and go into a thing? Because this is, I mean, as you guys can, probably can assume, my favorite part was the contraptions. I love oh. a secret. Oh, yeah hiding sure. place yeah, i love yeah. a contraption i love a human car wash i love false wash roller coaster. oh my gosh oh my god it was so fun uh just awesome awesome set for that contraption and then all even just like the set design that or the the prop design that goo jar mm. was so cool looking like every little piece was just really great the way yeah those big um mike mulligan steam shovel levers you have to throw to like turn on the the lazarus machine just every part of it was just a delightful visual cool set yeah, yeah i like was any cool. time a basement just has like a thing of water in it for some oh, reason yeah. like oh this for is no, science why, shit why did he have to keep the machine in a hot tub <laughs> yeah. why was that helpful why were there so many windows to the outside in your weird subterranean basement like where are those <laughs> look at where do those questions. Um, very good point. But, I also there is no visible track on the stairs or going through yeah. the trap door. So when she yeah. goes down, no problem. It's a, your chair is just on wheels. But then when it goes backwards, <laughs> I don't understand sense. how it got up that. Um, but yeah. man, would have gone on that ride. The like the the toothbrush comes down and goes wiggle wiggle wiggle, and then it hits Eric yeah. Idle's face. And then the blades. I certainly don't do an automatic shaver that way. That's dangerous. I like. <laughs> I like the faith that Casper's dad had in his own inventing ability exactly. and his oh, yeah. commitment to laziness. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we don't know how he died either. You know, <laughs> we know that he was he was institutionalized, but this does seem like he may like he should have been one of the inventors who died from their own inventions. Right. A Wikipedia mm-hmm. page that is a sad but interesting read. Oh God, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Oh God, uh, yeah. It's uh, a way to he go. seems like he should be on that. Mm-hmm. Um. I do, my my uh my one my one main question is I don't understand how the ghosts work. I so we know they're allowed to kill. Um, they can throw swords. They could definitely just kill. But yeah. like, things. they can touch stuff. Except sometimes, like when they touch hands, it just goes right through. So they have like some touch, yeah. some non touch. Food falls through them also, right? Yeah, food goes right through them. Um, and but then when they got vacuumed up, they were like stuck in the bag. Yeah. For a oh. while? Which, by the way, okay, right. Hunter, you might get this. I don't know about you guys, but is there any way that this movie is not the reason why Luigi's Mansion exists? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah this, absolutely. I mean, it was all there. The it's all in there. The timeline of yep. 1995, Luigi's Mansion came out a few years later, yep. but there is absolutely a Japanese man Went to go see Casper, the scene yep. in the haunted house with the ghost and the vacuum. And was, and was like, I've like, been searching for what Luigi is good for right. for years. Yes, I have been trying yeah. to find a game mechanic and went the next day. Yep. And I was like, guys, I got it. Uh, there's no way that there, this has to have been a massive inspiration into that game I've never, series. I've never seen someone else vacuum up a ghost, okay? It's true. Yeah. I mean, never seen it. And, the, and that's Bill how Luigi, and Luigi chooses to handle that situation. Yeah. Which, yeah. if not for Casper, we'd all be going. How did you know that was going to work? You know, <laughs> yeah. they were like, "Yeah, it checks and out." Now we know. Um, I also I think it's weird that they're like the ghosts are. It's a little unclear that the ghosts are vague looking. Like he looks like a cartoon ghost, but then the new ghosts look exactly like Bill Pullman and mm-hmm. and and more. They, they like, have well, yeah, hair and 
clothing and clothes and color yeah they have all this stuff no no bill pullman looks like a metaverse avatar yes he looks like somebody made a bill pullman in the metaverse and then imported that that's what he does not look anything like that boy no he doesn't have hair not even sort of not even a little bit you just kind of reduce down though basically to make well over time you become easier to render the longer you're dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. The longer you're dead, the easier to render. If you I don't finish detail. your business, you lose your defining features. Yeah. <laughs> you just get goopier and goopier now. until you're yeah. just kind of like a like a hairless, you know, just kind of round shape with a face. Okay, so I mentioned this in the summary, but one of my fa- one of my favorite scenes in this movie is it's a classic new kid at the school where everyone is going to be like, you're a little humiliated. You're embarrassed to have to come up and talk in front of them. But these kids in her sixth grade class, maybe seventh grade, she said middle school, but then it was one class for the whole day. I think it looked like Mm. and it's her one teacher and the class stays together. So maybe they were in a specialty program. Mm. Anyway, they just heckle her out loud to her face in front of the teacher. And he is just like, (laughs) just like, that's chill. In a town called friendship. And everyone there is such a minor detail that what was that even doing in there why do we even need to hear that the town is called friendship that like really got stuck in my craw (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think it was super important Um, i mean there's a real place um i believe it i'm just saying like if you know if it's throwaway why does it need to be so noticeable that's my point that was cool like the other like shockingly harsh thing was when we were meeting Bill Pullman and his daughter, we met them from a tape or a commercial of hard copy. Yeah. And the hard copy narrator is brutal. He's like yeah. talking about Bill Pullman. He's like, he travels the country with his loner daughter, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> That's so mean. Why yeah. would they? Like, How would they even know that? that? How would they yeah. know that? Where did they get that from? Like, yeah. How did they learn that about this mm. child? They could just tell she didn't have any friends. Just what? From a picture? Yeah. They go interview her friends on the playground? Like, well, how did they figure this out? I guess it'd be acquaintances, right? It's like, anyone friends with with Kat? Nah. No. All right, cool. (laughs) Well, we're going to make sure to include that. Must be a loner. All right, one last thing, and then I want to wrap. What did his previous ghost therapy cases look like? If he had not seen a ghost before. They look like every Ghost Hunters episode where they're like, was that? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> and look, I just think if you are look, if you're a normal person, you go into a haunted house, you see a ghost, you should be scared. Mm-hmm. If you're a professional ghost therapist and you go into a haunted house and you see a ghost, you need to be a little more fucking professional. That's all well, I'm is, saying. Okay, but what right. if you're a professional? A more, okay, hang on a second. What no, if you're prepared. a professional fraud? Yeah, and then you find out you were accidentally right. Could that mm-hmm. be scary? Actually, not a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah but, you've s- scheduled your whole life around you being a fraud this is very upsetting no that's yeah. the thing i think that if he was a fraud like this was clearly a scam that he was running that would be different but this guy is a true believer yeah buried never under a point of grief yeah. truly delusional probably an alcoholic it seems like right. um, we only see him drink once but he does do it all yeah. The way. Yeah. No, he drinks though like somebody who's had a lot of practice drinking. That's true. Um, I yeah. uh, I agree with you. He should have been a little more professional about it. But also remember, these are ghosts who can and will murder you. 
These well, are they, murder ghosts. They on. have that power. Hold on a second. Absolutely. Those ghosts murdered zero people as long as that priest is still alive. They, yeah. <laughs> Which we don't know. We Which really we don't, know. don't know. We, we don't know that. And also, he didn't know that, but he did know those are real swords and they can't be in that much control of where they land because yeah. they go through him like a magic they trick. They could have killed Bill Pullman. Yeah. And in fact, they do eventually do. They do eventually do. I would I mean, say. they try not to. Do. Yeah. They, 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 they are no, like, they, we're going to yeah. kill you and then we don't. Yeah, it's one it of those. Yeah. It's one of those classic like shoots the gun out the window and somebody was falling down and they get hit at the, as they go. It was like that. They were trying to kill the, him and accidentally succeeded, but did not do it. Intent before yeah. he died. That prop right. open that that was so good though. Like during that time, like it was like great. that was like seamless. Oh, like yeah. the, the real stuff and the not real like that was I that was really it. good. Yeah, I loved all the all the Who Framed Roger Rabbit scenes yeah. were fantastic. But that's just always like I think the one thing that I liked the least is when Christine Ricci asks Casper what it feels like to die, and he says like being born backwards. Which, and you mean just going feet first into a vagina? Oh, that's not. Well, rad. again, he's very horny. This is <laughs> yeah, all he's thinking super about. Horny. He's Everything. So... A girl no, lays in his at, bed. He died right as he was experiencing puberty for the first time. It's no, very yeah, confusing. Now I remember there's one other thing that like was awkward for, for watching the movie with the, the kids, which is not that. Um, but it was um it was when he had to explain how he died. And mm. I was like, it's like, wait, like I was like, so what happened? I was like, well, it sounds like what they're saying is he went sledding too hard, yeah, which is sledded. not a way that people die. He <laughs> wanted to know. Yeah. He went sledding and then just couldn't stop himself. Yeah. He immediately became yeah. addicted to sledding and did <laughs> right. it until he died from it. Right. And yeah. I feel like it leaves that germ theory. Maybe like it's not. I just I feel like it's just it's not. Yeah, he died of yeah he died of a chill eventually from it. It no, wasn't that this, night. It this movie up there with Citizen Kane is a part of Hollywood's anti-sled agenda. Yep. They constantly. Yep. Yeah, Hollywood is They're trying to dangerous. constantly convince you that sledding, not even once. All right, yeah. if you go sledding once, you're you gonna just die. The rest of the day. Or it is going to ups- a completely fuck up every relationship you have for the rest of your life. So your dying thoughts is of a sled. It like, is oh, oh man, if I could just get one more hit of that sweet, sweet sled before I pass. It's so anti-sled. It's ridiculous. Mama got to go for a ride. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Let's put Casper back to bed for a second. Um, let's uh, finish up by adding Casper to our master list. Season five, the best movies of all time. One through 33. Where are we going to fit Casper from 1995? Can you this is give an interesting me one? Because this is a movie, movie I loved entirely. I think, yeah. and I have no idea whether where how to rank whether it's good or not. Give me the bottom, let's say ten. Give me from the worst all the way up, because I feel like it's going to be I'll, on the I'll, high I'll need end. That too. I'll yeah, need the, the high end well. of like say it three the times. Bat- I want that also. Yeah. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, it's right in front of you. Me, Just give us a list. Hang on. I know you have it. I've seen your notion. I yeah. you don't need twenty nine through thirty three. Okay, yes, this I is do. not the Transformers the movie. Okay, this is not Rush Hour two. Is this more important than Shrek though? See, that's the thing is y'all put Shrek down down low, and you really messed up because you. This you, is not worse than Girl with Character. All right, so let me let me do. Uh, Michael Clayton is number fifteen. Oh my gosh. Then Out of Sight, Dead Ringers, Battleship Potemkin, 
column one, two, three, and planes, trains, automobiles wraps up 15 through 20. Then we go into um, In the Cut, Princess Diaries, Life Aquatic, Cable Guy, Hard to Be a God, and Avengers Endgame through 26. And then PJ, Soylent Green Girl with character. And we don't need to talk about that part because it's not there. And don't even... No. You don't even have to joke about okay, that. Okay, you know put Shrek, Shrek down, down there. Y'all the put point Shrek is, though, this is clearly around planes, trains, automobiles, cable guy, life aquatic. This is in that vibe. For sure, this is in 20 to 25. I like Shrek better. For you. Yeah. I think Shrek's the better script. <laughs> you don't, though. I do. Shrek is like If you want to argue for script... Shrek is a better script than this. That is yeah, unarguable. Absolutely. Shrek, oh. Shrek managed to go 90 minutes without a... about Casper. Like, they man- Shrek managed a- to finish the movie without a single joke. That is not a better script. Shrek did not kiss Princess Fiona when she was asleep. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. Shrek ain't okay, a creep. Look, look. Shrek ain't no creep. <laughs> Shrek most certainly is a creep, A. B, Your anti- he was dead. Sentiment. He was dead. This is ghost stuff is different. A ghost could be kissing you right now. Uh, there might be a ghost doing... Ghosts can do other things because you ghost, can't tell. All right, all right. Ghosts, listen up. You can do whatever you want to Alex. He is cool with it. Yeah. Alex, Alex seems Alex to is, have accepted this reality. I, Alex, I do is not. Is what you're saying? Especially all because us, we can't prove Alex true. I'm not going to just assume this. All ghosts are kissing us all the time. You, uh, this is happening to you. You can't stop it. People are doing ghost stuff constantly. Huh. This is always happening a lot. to you. Yeah. And you're cool with that? There's no point in me being cool or not. It's like, am I cool with winter existing? Like, it's not my favorite. Yo, but like, we are actively working at ending winter. So, like, yeah, yeah. And we are making some hella good progress on it all this the time. All right, we've really taken it to winter recently. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, this has got to be in the twenty to twenty-five right, range. I, I, I'm, uh, I'll do twenty-two point five right under Princess Diaries. Under Princess Diaries. Okay, um, I think that's a fair fair vote. Um, Hunter. I'll do above PJ, even though I did like PJ. Above PJ, which is twenty six point five to be yeah. above PJ. I'm gonna go. I think this list, you know, is kind of a little, a little lopsided. Like, I definitely think this this is definitely in the right area, but I cannot, in good conscience. I mean, this you want to get controversial with it. Um, Avengers Endgame is better than most movies on this list at yeah, this point. That's a tough one. Uh, that was a terrible that. movie. Uh, Avengers Endgame is definitely better than Casper. We so just I'm going to go have a right list after episode at this point where we yeah. just where we just argue about this list. Like no, I could do that with y'all for an hour. It's, no, the, the list, list is perfect, is and the list yeah. represents us. The list yeah. represents yeah, the right, show's right. opinion. And look, I and this is also what I've, I've said a lot of times about stuff kind of high up on the list. There's a lot of just good movies on this list. They got to go somewhere, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Just because something's high on the list doesn't mean it's bad, right? Even right. stuff that right. is like objectively bad, I, I, it's still on this list. I think it has some merit. Nothing on this list is actually bad except for Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour 2. Um, yeah. right. Rush Hour 2 is like, really bad. Yeah, Rush Hour 2 was legitimately bad. Um, okay. And this, so, look- I think, yeah, I, I just think right after Avengers Endgame, it's a really good place for Casper to land. Um, okay, I think so look, very... it's definitely better than Avengers Endgame, right. and, and be, I mean, it has to be at least five points better than Avengers Endgame because that was awful. Um, <laughs> I do think there is sort of like a comedy chunk, right, from Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Princess Diaries, Life Aquatic, Cable Guy. I think that's like a reasonable chunk for it. 
I f- genuinely liked this more than Planes, Trains, Automobiles, which I think is like less funny, is less well written, has some good performances, but like I think is a worse script, and I just don't care about it. And is cringier. This is a couple of cringes that had a couple more cringes. Um, then it's weird for me because I do think this is better than uh, Battleship Potemkin, but I don't know that it's better than Taking of Pelham One Two Three. But that's where I feel like it is. I liked it more than I like Dead Wait. Ringers. Yeah. You just you just like, I like Dead Ringers. Are you actually gonna say taking a felon <laughs> one two three is worse than Casper? I like yeah. Keep it keep it going. I like That's, this. Taking a felon one two three is it, the way you talk about soiling green. <laughs> is the way I have gone. The further we get away from taking a felon one two three, the yeah, more dude. I am constantly like that, that movie, movie fucking. I oh, think about that movie, that movie every day. So like every day, I think about that movie. <laughs> taking a felon one two three is by... so fucking good. Yeah, and I the point you're making. What I you just said was, what I just said was, this is better than Battleship Potemkin, but not as good as Taking of Pelham One Two Three. Like, and you're yelling mm. at me in no, agreement. I, you're agreeing you with me so it. hard. Yeah, you're yeah. making me Listen. feel bad. Listen, we haven't had a good yell time. I know, but yeah. this is the, the thing that I said. You're agreeing with what I'm saying. And yeah, Alex, I you need did to be not care careful. for Dead Ringers at all. I kind of feel like I want this that to be around Bowfinger, but Michael Clayton was really good. Um, Dead Ringers is just like so outside of my... Meh. And then Out of Sight, I don't really remember. I cannot place it. I swear I didn't see it. I would swear <laughs> I didn't see if you didn't tell me that it was on this list. Remind me what Out of Sight was? It, 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 was, was, George it was George Clooney. Clooney but as a oh, oh, that was fun. Okay, so that was probably better Yeah, it's than a this. good movie. So I here's the problem. I do think Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 would be better, but because of its position, it is behind battleship potemkin on our list it screws everything up this is better than battleship potemkin this is 17.5 is my vote well you so you like dead ringers better i think i i did not like it but i i feel like dead ringers was doing a thing i don't like but i it's hard i can't even judge okay yeah but you're right you've convinced okay. me 16.5 i liked <laughs> it better than i did not like it as much as out of sight um all right cool. so that puts us roundly did i do this right 22.5, 26.5, 16.5, and did I miss? Yeah, that's right. All right. This is a 23. This is the 23rd best movie. Does that put it above or below Life Aquatic? Where I think that puts it behind? Uh, above. Well, I think it's above. I think above. it bumps it out. Right. This is the 23rd best movie of all time. This is right behind Princess Diaries, right above Life Aquatic. This is a fair place for it to be. Um, Casper, 1995, the 23rd best movie of all time. Well, canonically. Next cool thing up, um, we have a scoring update. Anthony, by choosing a spooky movie in the month oh, of November, you oh, get yeah. one bonus point. Bonus. What does that do to our scores? All right, so where we're at, last place, Hunter, 14. Alex and Anthony tied for uh, second, 15, and then me, 16 all alone but now anthony bumping up we are sharing first place together with 16 so 16 wow. is yeah. anthony alex 15 hunter 14 excellent next order of business hunter you are not only one step behind anthony in the leaderboard you're also one step behind him in the choosing options this is your week hunter yeah. what are we going to watch next so I can pick if I pick a scary movie, I get a point. You get one point if you pick a spooky movie. I will say if mm-hmm. it's scary, Ezra will not watch it and I will not enjoy it. If it's spooky, you, you we, might have fun. Can we resolve 
before we do that, can we resolve? Oh, yes. I forgot there's a rules. There's a rules, Lauren. A rules clarification. Uh, so, uh, Ezra, please present to the rules committee okay. the thing that you would like settled. Will it please the court? Uh, <laughs> I'm just a humble game player. <laughs> um, okay, so Alex played a card that said discard and redeal all cards. Yes. And mm-hmm. we discarded all of our cards, but we only redealt two cards. I would argue if you want us to redeal two cards specifically, it would say that instead, I think it should be redealing an equal number to the cards we discarded. I will just say for my, my gut reaction on this is that we never actually settled on hand size and how many cards one can have. The number was two, but because some of them were useless, we were like, you can put these in a bonus separate hand off to the side that was not even part of the power cards dock that we had created. So to me, that sounds like, the, and the reason why I did this by default last week without talking about it, is that sounds like you discard all your cards, everyone gets a fresh set of cards, but like in a poker hand, if you throw away all your cards, you don't get like nine cards, even if you've had yeah. more over time. You get I'm going to go with Alex's interpretation mm-hmm. of here. This is, to me, that sounds, you discard, everyone redraws, we're all back at two. I think that's Hunter, the way think? that code should have been read and the way it was done. Um, I... Rule of cool would be that we get as many cards as possible. Well, would, also, okay, would that be the rule of cool if our cards are mostly bad news that make the game less fun? Well, yeah, I mean, that's well, we shouldn't good, have cards. That, but uh, uh, I guess I'll say just that, like, it feels like it's disadvantaging the people who weren't playing their cards yet in a way yeah. that maybe the point of this is just you're trying to do a reset. I wouldn't say you're trying to, like, say, like, hey, uh, if you play them, you get an advantage. And if you didn't, you don't. Oh, I, I I thought the other thing. I thought that like hoard this was this also helped prevent cord, card hoarding. The the card hoarding is weird for the game and makes it a little bit less fun. So having there be a mechanism to not to, to disadvantage hoarding, yeah. I think is probably good too. I think yeah. also I don't remember if I had two cards or six, honestly, because I had a lot that I haven't used. No, I, it sounds I like, like it I could be wrong. Be it sounds like Ezra, you had four cards. I definitely had four cards. Yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 say this. I, I don't actually feel like I should have a say because I had before you played your card, Alex, I had um, a good a good card, a very good card. And then in the redraw, the two cards that I've drawn are so unbelievably bad that they will. Wait, I but guarantee you, you I will card, never right? use them. One um, of yours is the porn card. I have a porn card. Okay, and so I just I want to, while we're doing this, I want to do a quick rules clarification from Jay, who is the one okay. who suggested the porn card. Oh, Jay wrote in to say, just to clarify the intent behind the porn parody card, it isn't that the whole panel watches the porn parody instead, just one of you. So you play the card and one person from the group. So we wouldn't all be talking about porn. It's that we would yeah. all be talking about Star Trek and then one person has only seen the Star Trek porn. So it doesn't really help um, you at all or anyone. No, it does it, throw a fun chaos into the mix. I think is the idea. It's just funny because some of the yeah. cards help you score points, yes. and then there's this one that's kind of just like do a mean thing to someone. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't like it. Right, so, but just to be just just to clarify what the what is actually. Thank going you for on not there. playing yeah. it on this round. Also, by the way, that's chill. I, I hey, uh, I would like to be thanked every round I yeah, don't play. That's, it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would like. I haven't um, looked this up, but I'm sure there's a Casper thing, right? There's got to be ghost stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, the movie itself is horny as hell. So yeah, I'm sure there is a porn version. Okay. Um, so- anyways, uh, I. Uh, do you just want my pick? 
because yeah yeah do, do i do be, but we're, we're sort of so you're it seems like he's a, 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 a neutral to a no i guess is what i'm getting from you hunter um i i mean you're trying to i recuse would love yourself. to get more cards because my cards are unplayable so for me personally the answer is yes i don't as a game designer i don't really know I, I, I'm, I recuse myself, yeah. I would think mm. as a game designer, you'd want there to be some way to throw away, to discard and get a new card also. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what yeah, if the, once, yeah. once per rotation, you could discard a card and get a new card? Yeah, that'd be cool, because I really don't want this porn card. <laughs> I don't want my other card either, but the, my other card is more just like, I think that in order to use it, I would have to do a lot of homework that I'm not going to do. So that's just the fact. Yeah, I, I mean, my power cards have never been... I had one good one, and I've had a lot of bad ones along the way. And I also had, I think, three or four as well. I, I so had one that was like, like, pick twice in a row. And I was like, damn, I'm going to get to score off this easy. Mm -hmm. And I even, where we are at, if I still had it, I could... And what I was going to end up doing was just saying... Hey, let's not watch two movies that I've picked in a row. Let's just skip the mo the movie in between and get to mm -hmm. my point movie. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, because we get here's here's the two things I could do. I could make us watch this horrible edutainment, um, this educational um film, uh, that will suck, and then the next, uh, and then but it has John Travolta in it, so we could get to blow out, um. I'm not going to do that because I can get at least one point if I pick a horror movie. A spooky uh, movie. Spooky movie, sorry. So I'm and and it's not going to be horror because two of the panel don't like that. Right. I cool, thought it would be cool. interesting if we watched I've always, actually, I've never seen Ghostbusters 2. Has oh, anyone okay. Oh. Has anyone here seen Ghostbusters 2? Yes, I've seen I have. Ghostbusters 2. I've seen it so many times. It You've is not good. I know. <laughs> I like the song. I kind of want to know. I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, we could also just watch the original Ghostbusters if that's what you want to do. I just thought it would be funny if we moved through Dan Aykroyd playing the same character that he's right. going to be playing in the other movies. Well, here's we we moved from cameo to regular Ghostbusters. Yeah. Here's the thing about Ghostbusters 2 is it's a bad version of Ghostbusters 1. It is one of the more lazy, we're going to just do the first movie again sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I still like Ghostbusters 2. I don't actually think it's awful. I just think it is nowhere near as good as 1 is. Um, it's definitely a little bit spookier than 1, I think. Yeah. So that will at least have that. Um, the some, other thing we could do is travel through the Crypt Keeper and watch a Tales from the Crypt movie. Like we could. The Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. But that would be spooky. But it would also be hokey. Bill Pullman to get to Lost Highway or Ooh. Um, I like Bill some... Pullman in most cases. I've uh, never that... seen Lost Highway. Yeah, Lost, Lost Highway. Highway... Are, are we going to say that's spooky? Does that count as spooky? I mean, it would probably be a little spooky, and it's one of the <laughs> only Lynch movies I have also not seen. I've seen mm. the rest of his filmography. I've never seen Lost Highway. Um, and well... I think that would be fun. I, I mean, I think we should probably we'd have, we should have to get a. Do you want us to decide afterwards if it counts as a Halloween movie, as a spooky movie? Yeah, I mean, we could. Is neo noir yeah, spooky enough? I mean, I, it's a Lynch movie, so it's definitely gonna be spooky. Yeah, there's yeah. no way it's not spooky. 
but I don't know. It's not a it's not a traditional like Halloweeny type movie. Right. No, I don't know. Thriller. I have always wanted to see Lost Hall- Highway. People say it's one of his best. It's like I said, the only one of Lynch's you know movies I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't care. I'm picking Lost Highway. That's more Fuck interesting yeah. than watching right. Ghostbusters right. do. Well, I don't I even care it. if I get a point for it. You got us on interestingness, and we'll um, we'll see. We'll, we'll decide next week if it was spooky enough to give it to you. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I think it'll be a fun group game. Um, all right. So next week we're watching uh, 1997 neo-noir Lost Highway by David Lynch about a jasmine about a jazz man who's framed um that looks exciting um all right before we go one quick thing one more one more email i've worked at a couple's in here but i have one more email i want to uh, bring out um this is from zach who's a meat buddy who says you guys may remember a couple weeks ago we gave zach some travel tips mm. zach says oh, yeah, i yeah, made yeah, yeah. a week or so behind so i just listened to the podcast with travel advice unfortunately i listened to it the day after we got back from portugal <laughs> mm. i think anthony's advice about medium levels of danger was the best well it's not a competition zach um one of our best travel stories was about hanging out in a pub in london and realizing a few hours later we hung out with a drug dealer for two hours so jet Mm. lag is fun so yeah yeah, everybody people are loving your mildly dangerous travel tips anthony so that's well done and i'm glad we were able to help you cnn's giving me a show (laughs) 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 that was such a weird channel for that show to be on anyway all right thanks for writing in if anybody has any other feedback for us podcast at read-weep.com and we look forward to talking to you next week about Lost Highway. Oh, I'm so excited. Alex, sorry, I just pressed the button wrong. Um, I missed it. Ez, yes. Just so you know, I got an email from Crispy Scream Donuts today. I oh. forgot to do the donut noise. Hold, no. D- donut noise. Hold, really quick, real quick. Donut news with Ezra Fox. Okay. Ezra? So, uh, I don't know what the reason is because it doesn't say, but there's some scary stuff happening to donuts. Uh, generally, <laughs> like there's a donut that is a spooky spider. There's a blue batter donut. There's a scaredy cat donut and there's a neon orange sprinkle. These are all the scariest things. I would uh, hate if part of the thing of our show is that it made a lot more people buy Krispy Kreme donuts and they didn't worse pay things. us any money. Worse um, things than this. Yeah, there are uh. Dunkin' Donuts, but still like... It's uh, as an un, I, for a non-sponsored segment, I would be annoyed if it was like very effective. But those all sounded kind of fun. Yeah, and there also is a there's a uh, uh, booze there uh, peek inside box where you can see a little bit of what's uh, kind of donut is inside the box beforehand. It's a but you oh interesting. So it's a somewhat of a box. surprise. Yeah, so I know the scary stuff's going around. I don't know why because it doesn't say if there's like a, a reason for it specifically uh, inside this email. But uh, I yeah. do. I do love um, spooky season decorated treats. There's a bakery near me that makes just the cutest cookies and macarons and just every, and they just, they love a seasonal macaron and it's adorable. I love businesses that you go into all the time. And then one day you walk in and it's hella spooky in there and you're like, this place fucking rules now. (laughs) Oh my God. All the spider webs and chains hanging everywhere. Is that a bag of blood just hanging from the ceiling? (laughs) This store rocks. I'm so glad I come here to get my coffee. Um, I could not agree more. It is Uh, my favorite time of the year is the when halloween's great but the changeover from yeah. you're just a coffee shop just to your normal coffee. coffee shop yeah. is the best i love it so much um if you wanted to look at the village bakery and cafe on instagram at some point you can see their new ghosts cookies are the cutest thing i've ever seen they've got little bow ties anyway um i love it so happy Late. spooky season we'll talk to you guys next week thanks for being here ezra thanks for the donut news of course
And thanks for being here. Spookthony. I didn't read your name oh, before. Yeah. That's funny. Good job. Ooh. And for rounding up the panel, Hunbun. Good yeah, talking to you, buddy. Thank you. All right. We'll be back next week with more Read and Weep. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.